You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 32.5 FM and whatever day you happen to be checking us out on the podcast or indeed over on the True Penny channel, my name is Daryl Connor, and you are listening to the only wrestling podcast by people who don't hate wrestling. This is the Wrestling Rewind episode 125 and as I said... Uh, you know, it, it, 125 episodes. I genuinely can't believe it. Uh, it it's funny because I thought I would be out of wrestling podcasts or podcasts in general um, at this point. But uh, it's thanks to my co-host for keeping me in. The one, the only, the one, the one and all undefeated, Mr. Martin Herity. Martin, thank you so much for everything you do on the show, man. And you're pretty much the reason that I'm still doing podcasting. So thank you. Now I feel like you're warden, keeping you trapped in this cell. <laughs> To be fair, it's a nice cell made out of the attitude era. So I, I'm I, I'm happy enough. You know, I, I'll be honest with you, if we were still doing uh, modern wrestling, I I I don't I don't think I could um I don't think I could do that. Like I mean, with the exception of, of the odd, you know, dip in to the ma- to the main product and to AW and TNA and stuff like that, it's you know, I think what we're doing is a lot more fun, to be honest with you. I, I would agree mostly, but there was some dodgy moments during that WCW arc we did. <laughs> well, look, the thing about it is we've we've learned our lesson where it's like, right, the podcasts and random episodes of of WCW are better, but punishing ourselves to watch weekly Nitro would probably be a bad idea. <laughs> It'd be good for a while, you know. If you, you, Nitro had its uh, had its run where it was genuinely like not just the hottest thing in terms of most viewers, but it was genuinely the most creative. Um, the best show on the go, but it, was, it wasn't. Short, <laughs> <it> was short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it's you know, like at least we were able to keep it nice and short. Uh, you know, kind of dip in where it's not horrendous. But um, yeah, man, I mean, it, we've learned our lesson. We moved on. The attitude there is, is the way to go. But then again, man, I like I I know a lot of people even um who either work uh in the industry or were fans of at the time or something like that, and I'm like, cool, you guys keep going and. And cover the product, but no, I just, I just couldn't. I'll be honest with you. Watching Revolution, um, we'll get into it. Obviously, I mean, I, I watched it in a one-hour recap. So here, so full disclosure, I watched it in a one-hour recap where they had cut it all down into bits, and it was still too long. So that's that's where I'm going in. So I'm just kind of like, Jesus, if I was watching current wrestling, I, I don't know if I'd be able to to stomach it, you know. But um. We'll, we'll we'll get to it. We'll talk about it. But I also have a, a game to pitch you, Martin. And we're going to do it at the end of the show. Oh, we're going to do it at the end. Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Or I can do it now. It's up to you. I mean, because this is because what we're like 
two weeks, maybe five days away from 2K23. And yeah, right. That's coming out soon. Yeah, it's very, very, very soon. So, it's coming out on La Fela Father. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, so, that's... when is that actually? Is that, is that Friday? It's Friday, yeah. Oh, damn. Wow, it's next Friday. Okay, so, or Friday, this Friday when you're listening to it on radio. But, um, yeah, so that's coming out, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool, whatever. But then this other game came across, Martin, that I just, it's the game we always wanted, right? So, really, really quick, because I do want to get into to Revolution, but I'll spend the first, you know, top of the show here. So, you know the problem we've been having, or you were having before you got your Xbox, where there was no good wrestling games on the Switch? Yeah. There is. It's called Wrestling Empire. Ah, I remember this now, yes. <laughs> now, now, this is made by the same guy who made Wrestling Revolution, right? And Wrestling Revolution is a wild game that uh, Bryn from Nerdtino Media fame was uh, always talking to me about it. And it was fun, it was fine, you know, but it was on the PC or on Android as well. And the same guy now has made it for, has made this one. And it's on the, it's on Steam, Android, and the Switch. So I had to pick this up for the Switch, Baron. It's the wildest thing I've ever played. <laughs> Genuinely. I mean, just... It's a kind of a, uh, a compromise thing, isn't it? It's both... Uh... A wrestling game, but there's also a is there like a managerial um, yeah yeah so so you have full GM mode right you have full career mode but like it you actually play the matches so you book four matches and you book storylines all the way through and then different things can happen so you can either play a career as the booker when you have wrestlers talking to you as the booker as in like coming up and going I want this but then you can also be a wrestler starting off in wrestling school to get signed by a promotion. So, I mean, just the expedition mode of it is wild because you can have any kind of match anywhere in an, in a bathroom, an airport, a uh, backstage, uh, an office, but also in a ring. Then you could change the, the ropes to be exploding barbed wire. You can have a hundred tables around the ring, fire around the ring, glass all over the, all over the ring. Uh, thumbtacks, chairs, a gun, Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> Just random stuff. Um, and it's wonderful. But obviously, the characters, they're all, like, um, legally distinct as well. So there's, there's like, obviously Kane, but he's called something else. I can't remember what the name actually is. It's something really funny. But you can actually edit all these as well. And I know with the PC version, there's mods that will do the whole thing for you, but I was just in, I was just interested to see how far I could push the switch on it. And you can have like I know on the PC you can have like the ring filled with a hundred people. Obviously the switch will explode if you do that, so <laughs> you can't. But you can have thirty in the ring. Wow. At the same time. Now the graphics are pretty poor, but I mean it, I think they went and actually just recreated well it's one guy, actually. That's it's also incredibly impressive, it's one guy. But they recreated um, the feel of No Mercy. So if you're a No Mercy fan, I think you really enjoy it. And I would say it gets a strong recommendation from me for loads of reasons. It's absolutely crazy. 
the graphics are what they are. It's just really fun. It's just a fun game. And the fact that just so much mad stuff happens in the career mode, um, that it just has to be played. Now, it's 16 euro on Steam and it's like 19 euro on the Switch. It's worth it. I would say, you know, if, if you're stuck for a wrestling game and you are going to get the new WWE game, well, that looks really good and I'll get it as well and we do a quick review over here. Um, this is unlike anything I've ever played before. So it's worth your time, I would say. If if this is your first time even hearing about it, go on to YouTube and have a look at all the people talking about it. Martin, I can't recommend anything more. Oh, that's, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take a look at that. And that sounds class. Honestly, it, it's so silly. It's so, but it's also quite good. Like the combat feels fun. Um, you can have good matches in it. Uh, and just the novelty of the fact that like, you can have a, a match with light tubes everywhere and then use like in the ring and then also change it to a cage match as well where but if anyone lands on the light tube the match ends and then they cut a promo after it it's very hard to explain it's just anything you can imagine they can they can do and that in and of itself is very very cool see it's uh, yeah one of the issues I have with like the 2K games is that they go so far into the uh, kind of simulation end of things um, that they don't they don't become fun to play. It becomes nearly more of a skill to learn how to play them, but there's no like fun element to them. It's kind of put me off them. But yeah. uh, this, this sounds much more like it's, a, it's something I'd be into. Yeah, I mean, it, like, look, to be honest with you, look, if you can handle the graphics, like, that's the trade-off. The graphics are bad for Nintendo 64 standards. <laughs> I'll put it to you that way. You can see every every pixel. But once you move past that, you're like, wow, they're actually really trying something here. And I found it a much more rewarding experience. So I would say, look, if you're looking for a good wrestling game, or even a more interesting, no, let, let's try it this way. If you're looking for an interesting wrestling experience where you can actually make it WWE, you can make it AW, you can also set the booking for different periods. So you can be a booker during the Attitude Era. You can be a booker during WCW in the 80s. You can be a booker today. You can be a wrestler today. You can be a wrestler in the Attitude Era. You can be, you know, you can, because it's not, we're only in the WWE, you can actually jump around to ECW, to WCW, that kind of thing, or you can jump around to Impact, AEW. WWE today, that's how deep it is. So, I would say if you're looking for a completely different experience, an experience where, um, as, as a wrestling fan, you can actually just do some mad things which you never thought you'd be able to do, with limits. I mean, there's no, the entrances are a bit, the music is terrible. Um, you know, it's going to be no buried alive matches or anything like that. But I, I'll tell you this way, right? There's a hundred tables outside the ring, and I had an exploding death match with CM Punk and and uh, Terry Funk. And, and it was probably a better explosion at the end of it than the one we got on well, Revolution last year. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, CM Punk power bombed Terry Funk through the tables onto the exploding ropes, and then the whole thing was covered in fire. Punk won, and they were both on fire afterwards, and then the referee. Had a Nintendo 64 for no reason. 
So um, I, I love it. It's it's the type of thing would be great if um if you have someone with that level of kind of creativity and a genu- genuine kind of love of wrestling. If they could get like a like a serious team behind them or, or a serious kind of um financial backing behind them, they could do something really special. Like I genuinely don't know if it's just janky. Like if the jank is on purpose, because it adds to it, or if it's just kind of the way. Because his last wrestling game was kind of similar, but he also made a Jesus game, where you hang around with Jesus and get you can be crucified as him as well. So that's a bit weird. <laughs> and there's also another one where you play as like a prison, you play as a prisoner, and you can be a prisoner or be a prison guard. So. I'm kind of struggling what the link is here because he has one wrestling game, another wrestling game, and then an MMA game, and then these other two where you're like, I, d- I don't know how these link together, but I'm sure they do link together, but I don't really know how. So all I say is for one guy, absolute powerhouse, and he's managed to make this game, which I'm kind of obsessed with. Uh, I, I cannot recommend it enough. And you'll have just a great time with it. Like, but then again, he could be doing it completely by accident, where it's like he made this masterwork. Like that's I'm convinced that's how Watch Dogs 2 was made. They made it completely by accident. They, they just made this masterwork and then all the rest of them have been absolutely dire. Um but yeah, man. I mean, I look, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh it, it is expensive, but I will say, look, the amount of time and fun you'll have out of it, it's totally worth it. If you have it on, if you have a good PC or if you have a Steam Deck, probably get it on Steam Deck because you can mod it, and that'll probably give you an even better experience. But if you just have a Switch game and your 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 choice is Martin, where 2K18, which doesn't run on the Switch, yeah. uh, Battlegrounds, which isn't a wrestling game, or this, that's it. I think the only 2K that actually runs on the Switch is like, I think it's like 2K14. Really? Yeah, it's wow. weird. Wow, okay. Well, I mean, look, if you're looking for... like This could be a modern wrestling game, could be an old-school wrestling game, but genuinely, I can't recommend this enough. I'll do a playthrough, put it on the Twitch or the YouTube or something like that, but um, there's tons of people doing videos on it at the moment, and it's just kind of exploded into its own thing. So I had to bring it up, Martin. I had to say, look, you'll love this, because I know you were disappointed that, you know, there was no 2K coming to it, but even though you have the Xbox now, I think this is the game we've all wanted our entire life yeah no it, it sounds class and um it's just we should look into maybe doing a a, a game an episode at some stage because oh, for sure this is out 2k23 is coming out soon and then the AEW game is scheduled for release yeah. there's no specific date yet but it's yeah. supposed to be the first half of the year brilliant brilliant yeah, well, look, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. We'll do that because, um, yeah, there's just so, the, the wrestling gaming industry now seems to be on fire at the moment. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But, Martin, let's kind of let's get to why we're here tonight um, to talk about AEW's revolution. Now, as I said, um, there were things I enjoyed. There were things I didn't enjoy. Uh, there were things I enjoyed, but for different reasons. <laughs> I don't want to be overly harsh on it because I think that's unfair. I, I do think that's unfair. Um, but there was a lot of good, but there was a lot of bad. Um, 
And what I mean by that is, I mean, this was the closest thing to an, to a TNA show <laughs> that I've seen from AEW. And what I mean by that is, and I, again, I, I know you're a huge AEW fan, and I'm, and I'm not trying to be harsh, but I got TNA flashbacks. Particular, and you know, do you want to guess where it happened? Um, well, I, I would imagine uh, the uh, tag match, <laughs> Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and it. No, 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 it happened sooner than that. Sooner? Oh, sorry, not sooner. Uh, no, yeah, it was sooner. It was sooner. It happened sooner than that. I don't know. What? I'm uh, a bit of a loss. It happened at the final burial match. Oh. And I, yeah, the problem wasn't the wrestling. That's the thing. The wrestling was unreal. Like, it was a great show. This, this show suffered from the same thing that used to happen with TNA, which is why I'm looking forward to when we do have a look at our TNA arc. You'll kind of see what I'm talking about. It didn't need to be a... It didn't need that. I, like, yeah, look, it was a good match, but, I mean, it was like... So there was a match in TNA called the... What was it called? The Last Rights match. Sting versus Abyss, right? Oh. And, and <laughs> yeah. that's all, like, because, I mean, neither one of them have a gimmick where, you know, they're in a, <laughs> neither one of them have a gimmick that involves a grave. And Is this was. Where the huh? coffin was, like, lowered down into the ring on, like, these, uh, yeah. these wires. And then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we might actually watch that uh, next week for the laugh because it, you know you it, it, it this is where I was just like oh no they're really they they haven't learned I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Russo was like <laughs> secretly getting a paycheck for for that because like I love Christian Cage and Jungle Boy is great the right decision happened but I mean this could have been a hardcore match could have been a cage match could have been a ladder actually a ladder match would have made more sense why wasn't it a ladder match. When they started going through, I'm like, wait, why is there a casket? Oh no! <laughs> so that's when that's when my concern kind of because that's the problem when I watch AEW. I immediately like if anything weird starts happening like that, I immediately get like impact flashbacks where I'm like, oh no, <laughs> we've been here before, and that's when it happened. The Jeff Jarrett thing, I don't know. I mean, I I was kind of happy that he got a paycheck and they all had a good time falling around, you know, um, but. Another point when it happened was in the Texas death match. Hangman Page was class. Again, the right decision was done. Have him go over John Moxley. Um, the the length of the match was a bit long. Um, and I don't think the spots were extreme enough in certain points. So as I said, I, to, to get to sorry to, to get the overall picture. So I watched it in in an hour. You know, super thing to, to get a feel of the show. And then I, then I went back and watched these matches. And anything that I'm going to talk about, I went back and watched again. And I actually watched this match in full. And I was like, okay. So so this was kind of worked the same. So let's start here. This was worked the same way as as an Abyss match from TNA. Where it's like, has a kind I, of... Sorry, uh, I think you have a PTSD when it comes to, to TNA. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but this is why, this is why, this is what, this is the problem when I'm watching AEW, it automatically triggers it, because it's like, I just see them doing stuff that they haven't learned from, and, and it's good or bad, you know, like, when the lads do stuff from WCW, well, it's unbelievable, but they still fall into that pocket where you're like, oh, okay, you know, and, I don't know, actually, my overall question, actually, 
is the stipulations where the stipulations just because I wasn't I don't watch Rampage or, or Dynamite uh, week to week. Where the stipulations justified? That's my question, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, I mean, we'll run through the just yeah. the stipulations quickly. Yeah. The uh, Ricky Starks Chris Jericho match was uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society are banned from ringside. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Self-explanatory. They kept running in and interfering in matches. Yeah. The final burial match was, I think, a reference to the fact that. Christian Cage um, kept making reference to or, or taking the, the piss out of um, Jack Perry's father, the, the late uh, Luke Perry. You know, we would talk about how his dad's down in hell and his dad's, you know, uh, embarrassed of him and, you know, all this kind of thing. And I, I think that's why they went with the final burial for it. Because okay. actually, it was interesting that you uh, you didn't like the gimmick of it because I thought it's it's one of the few times where AEW have gone for a big physical gimmick and it's really worked out for them. So like I, didn't, I, I didn't say I didn't like it. I actually really liked it. I love stupid gimmicks. But, but a big uh, physical gimmick. Yeah. Like, so obviously everyone knows the thing with the exploding ring you know, yeah. didn't come off very well. You know, Jericho yeah. poofed off the top of the cell, didn't come yeah. off very well. Like, yeah. they have this problem where they they aim for these really big, ambitious, physical uh, gimmicks, and they have a tendency, you know, to to not go to plan. Yeah. I thought this one was fantastic. It, it worked, worked really well. Um, firstly, it gave them something different on the set, mm. so differentiated. Mm from the dynamite set, yeah. set. Um, but what really got me was when he threw him in the uh, the coffin and he slammed it shut mm. the coffin instantly sort of rockets down into the grave with this puff of smoke and I thought it was I thought it was just the right amount of sports entertainment yeah and it was brilliant on this show because this show, you had your wrestling matches, you know, your straight up solid wrestling matches. You had your trios, you know, lunatic cocaine banger matches. You had your, obviously you had your your hardcore um, filled with the Texas death match. And then you had your just incredible uh, in-ring storytelling with the main event. Um, so the other big uh, kind of gimmick, obviously apart from the Iron Man match, was as you said the Texas Death Match, and yeah, I think it really suited them because these two Mox and Hangman have had um, three matches previously, and they were all straight up normal matches. And in one of them, Hangman got legitimately like shoot knocked out, and in the previous one, the two of them had a really good rough uh, wrestler match that ended with John Moxley getting a kind of a, not a roll-up, but it was like a, a technical pinning manoeuvre. Mm. And Hangman was sort of uh, giving out to him for that, saying, you know, we went out there for a fight. You know, you're always talking about bloody knuckles and broken bones, and you wanted to end it with a roll-up, you know. So I think that's why uh, they went with the Texas death match for that one. It was to strip away any 
wrestling essentially and just have these two lads go out and batter another you know and and come out with a you know a a, a pinfall submission or knockout victory that's um, fair that's fair i mean yeah i mean i thought the, i thought the whole thing i thought the show as a whole flowed really well you had mm. that really nice mix of different matches different styles different stipulations um, yeah. and a match that ended with uh, uh, an Ironman match that went over an hour. Yeah. Um, thought this was by far um, their best paced show. Like everything went by really quickly. Like I was genuinely surprised um, when this was over. It was paced perfectly, and it's it's one thing I'd say um, uh, as to go forward. Like this type of format is definitely something to stick with because it makes everything in the show much more impactful yeah look less less definitely is more you know and it's good that they kind of like realize that because i mean no matter how much of a big fan you are at a certain point enough is too much sorry uh, too much is too much particularly with an iron man match um historically like yeah they still kind of stack the card not in a good way um like i mean you go back and you'll watch the way iron man matches usually are done there's usually three other matches on and that's it but again i really like the warlow joe match that was fantastic like genuinely probably one of the matches of the night for me i said i really like the final burial match um the house of black tag team match was class like genuinely actually class um you know i'm so conflicted on the house of black because, no man, they're so no, cool. No, in a good way, because okay, okay. I think they're so awesome as a as a trios team. Like I want to see them go on a dominant run with those belts. Mm. But at the same time, my God, do I want to see a Brody King singles run? That guy is legitimately terrifying. For, you know what though? I think they kind of needed to get some momentum back. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And maybe that's why they gave him the win. So yeah, I think that will come. Um a big problem is though, like there needs to be overall the actual pay-per-view week by week kind of thing. And it, it did have there was just something missing. I don't know what it was. I don't know if you got it or not, like, but you know the way when you're watching a show, it's like, okay, that, that really kind of meant something. A lot of this kind of felt had at certain points had had that. And I think the handman the hangman page, um, John Moxley match was perfect in that way. The the Ricky Stark, sorry, the, the Jungle Boy um match had that. But MJF gone over Danielson. Oh honest to God, I think this was a a, a masterpiece. You know, the match the match was, right? But I do, I guess I'm trying to figure out what where they go now you know like is well, it, so is that so are they trying to build mjf so my question is is our mjf is the plot the plot with mjf to build him up as a massive heel where someone has to try beat him or is he trying to prove himself that he just deserves it and that was i was like taz taz was on comedy the whole no, commentary the whole night wasn't he, he uh, yeah yeah, yeah taz terrible uh and again actually that's probably why i'm no, why i have so uh, much no 
it, this is probably why I had so much TNA flashbacks as well, because Taz is again screaming in my ear about things, and I'm like, please go away, Taz. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's perfect because you have your gay is calling the match, you have your color commentator gay, and then you have Taz there who's just like, yeah. He's like some guy who walked past and decided to sit down and watch it with them, and every so often interjects with something. But his his uh, his interjections are always either ridiculously stupid, like some terrible uh, joke or pun, or they're like really overly um, like medical examinations of you know a move that's been done you know he goes he goes the full route that a uh, gorilla monsoon used to do you know on a uh, hitting them there and the uh glutius maximus and uh drop there is uh oh that'll really affect the mandula oblongate <laughs> you know, he, he come out with these really uh intricate uh medical terms but um i i think he, he adds just a, a a lovely sprinkling of just random magic to to the commentary book. You see though, I don't know if you watch um Botchamania where it's like insipid Taz comment. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, like the thing about it is I've experienced Insipid Taz comments for years. So for me, it's not cute anymore. It's like, oh well, how do you keep getting a job? I mean <laughs> I don't know how people keep hiring them. It's like <laughs> Please just stop. Like Giovanni is, you know, enough with, uh, you know, by himself. You know, dig out Joey Styles if they want someone. Just like here's more money. Go and go over and do it. But I don't know. Just Taz. I just, I just can't. It's, it's. He's like, he's like King, but like he's like King in a in a bad way. You know, like 2007 <laughs> King. Not like. Well, sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean. Not but attitude, the- Eric King. The commentary booth is uh, an interesting one because it is. Yeah. more and more we've seen Jim Ross mm. only come out for specific matches. Yeah. He, he hasn't done Dynamite in months. He's, he sort of mainly does Rampage. Mm. Um, and I suspect because it's only an hour long uh, and even now when he's doing the um, the pay-per-views, this is the first pay-per-view where I've seen he's he's only come out for part of it. So I yeah. suspect that maybe he's not even up to it anymore. Yeah, and, no, I, I kind of got that sense as well, actually. Like, it's just, it, it, it's annoying because, like, I mean, it's just Taz. He's like, he should not be a commentator, you know? I'd rather have Booker T, like, I don't know, I don't, or Chet Lemon and um, Black Snow. Um, you know, when that was Booker T and Kevin Nash in their alter egos in TNA doing commentary than Taz. And that was one of the worst commentary segments of all time. And I'm just, it's just infuriating for me really to watch AEW repeat history again. And I'm like, no, <laughs> stop. Is one of your, uh, your blind spots. He's a bit like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Wouldn't matter what he did. <laughs> just, <laughs> you're never going to like him. No, I think that's unfair. Cody, the Cody Rhodes one, I'm willing to agree with you. I mean, I, I could do anything, and I just never want to see him again. Uh, with Taz, it's just kind of like I love back as Stardust. Oh, if he came back, star man, I'd pop unbelievably. I'm like, give him all the belts, every one of them. You know, uh, it's just, it's just one of those things. You know, um, it's so it'll, it'll be. 
that's I just wanted to bring that up. I had to say it because the whole time I was like, oh, shut up. But um, you know, he'll be he'll never be Don West. I'll tell you that much. The great Don West, the late great <laughs> Don West. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, actually, sorry. Funny thing about Don West before we go on, when you go to the Impact Zone, he'd be there selling because that was his job. He ran the merch stand in between the shows, and uh, he'd just have like these specials that he'd just give out to people. These there you go. Specials? What do you mean, like? Uh... Oh, like, you know, this week we have a, t- a T-shirt and the best of TNA 2003. And then, like, there's, there's, like a random grab bag that he'd just have. And he'd be like, oh, this is for tenor. Yeah, because that was his job beforehand. So, <laughs> just class. Uh, Taz has none of that endear- endearing features. He's just incredibly annoying. But, you know, it is what it is. In, in, in terms of the show as a whole, I have to say, I was, I was genuinely surprised to um, hear you be so measured in your uh, your comments and your view on it because while I didn't think the build to this show was great the build kind of suffered but I mean it's kind of understandable they're they're sort of only now kind of recovering from the whole punk elite that's why I'm being so measured with it because the the entire company nearly went under and they had to rebuild (laughs) And they realized, wait, if we actually build who we have here, we'll actually be all right. And that's why I mean so measured on it. Well, this is what I loved about this show, because like I said, the bill wasn't fantastic. And I'm I'm like, say, I'm a huge fan. Um, so if I'm saying it, like, you can be sure that it wasn't. But mm. my God, this was genuinely one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. It's like oh my, like, god. I, oh my I, god in terms I, of master this was to to paraphrase our own Seamus this was just banger after banger after banger. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a tremendous mix of different styles hmm. and, I mean it's received like universal or almost universal critical acclaim it's yeah. one of the few shows uh, Meltzer has ever covered. Now I know Meltzer is only it's only his opinion, mm. but it's it's a it's a good sort of a barometer to use. You you don't have to take his view as gospel, but it's a good barometer to to use. Mm. And this is one of the few shows I can remember him ever doing that has three five star plus rated matches on it. No, that's fair. Like. <laughs> You know, you're talking eight Again, matches. Three of yeah. them are three stars and over. The rest of them are, you know, the, it's a lot of fours and four and a halves. And mm. you're really talking one or two uh, matches that were that were in around three. You know, like this was. I, I maybe it was partly down to the low expectations because the the build wasn't that great. Maybe it was partly down to being a little bit apprehensive over an Ironman match because if they're not done well, they can be long, tedious, grueling affairs. But yeah, this thing started. Ricky Starks, Chris Jericho, brilliant way to kick off the show um, with just like a real solid wrestling match, a solid straightforward face-heel match. <clears throat> a cool wee move pulled out by Ricky Starks at the end of it to block the, um, the Judas effect. Mm. Which 
you know, wasn't a big move. Nobody's going to get injured doing it, but it was just such a, just such a class wee move, very in keeping with his character. Mm. And from the moment that match started, this pay-per-view just flew for me. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't be that positive on it. I would say that it's, it's, it's worth watching the, the the main matches in this definitely and in its entirety, not the way I initially watched it. I think that's an unfair way to to judge it. Um, but I mean, for me, it, it suffers. It suffers from taking away the, the TNA to take the TNA side of it because I mean that's also unfair to to judge it as well. It, it could you could have cut the Ricky Stark Jericho match. You could have cut the, the women's match. To be to be completely frank with you, um, you could have cut the tag team match and that actually would have been actually and i would have moved the warlow samoa joe match to the to the pre-show um so you would have jungle boy uh the, the final barrier match the the trios tag team the death match uh and then the armor match that would have been a tighter package and then i would have agreed with you that because that would have been you know banger after banger in a it, in, in it a would, nice package that you know it would have been a lot shorter but then again like the thing with AEW, you have to remember is that these only come along every three months. I know. So they have I know. Yeah. A lot of story pay off. A lot yeah. of guys to get on the show. Yeah, and, um, and you know what they should have done there, actually, um, or what they could look into doing. You know, particularly when Ring of Honor uh, starts like cooking or whatever, or even just do two night shows. You know, because I mean, if these are supposed to be equivalent to big WWE shows, do it over two nights. You know, because like. You know, or or you could move a lot of these guys to Ring of Honor. You know, I mean, Ricky Starks and Jericho really feels like a, a Ring of Honor match. It didn't feel like a, like a Ring of Honor pay per view match. It didn't feel like it belonged where it belonged. You know, um, we're going to see a lot of these. So Ring of Honor has uh, officially kicked off. Yeah. I think this week is the or last week was the first week that the weekly show was going, and they have a they have a. Uh, Supercard of Honor, I think, now um, at the end of March. So you, you're going to see a lot of guys move over to Ring of Honor. One of the interesting things that happened after the pay-per-view on Dynamite this week was Brian Danielson gave this amazing promo about how um, Danielson was ended the, the death, the Ironman match in MJF's Salt of the Earth. And it wasn't a case of him like heroically holding out and then passing out from the pain. He he tapped. It was a clear submission. And he says that um, in the run-up to this match, MJF had been talking about how Danielson doesn't care about his family. You know, he's, he's out there wrestling these ridiculous matches. He has this history of um, CTE and, and brain injuries. And um, he's out there putting his whole life on the line for these matches. And uh, Danielson talks about how he was in the salt of the earth. It's a, for anyone who doesn't know, it's kind of like a, a modified armbar. Um, and he was thinking about that. He was going, yeah, this, this guy is going to rip my arm off and I'm not going to be able to lift my kids. I'm not going to be able to, to, to play with them and, and, you know, be the father I should be. And he said, that really made me think. And, uh, I think I need to go home. I just got up and left. So people are wondering, is he just going to go away for a while and recover? 
when he says he's going to go home, is he going to go to Ring of Honor? Is that where he's going to show up? Um, although I would say personally, I think I think putting Brian Danielson on Ring of Honor would be a, a bit of a waste. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. I, I just, if you own both, it's kind of like, there is the justification to have um, to kind of have the, the traveling thing, you know, um, kind of going between to create some kind of continuity. But um, yeah, I think one of the things they're doing with Ring of Honor though is that they're aware that they have like a pretty huge roster, mm-hmm. and they're going to try and draw a fairly definitive line between AEW and Ring of Honor. So if yeah, on Ring yeah. of Honor, it's going to be primarily Ring of Honor. No, and I mean that's fair, but I was you know the way NXT did did it where they had Finn Balor kind of drop down and he had Ziggler and stuff drop down. Yeah, um, I mean there there isn't there isn't really a problem with that for for journeyman wrestlers who want the challenge. Kind of what they were doing with Chris Benoit in two thousand six with ECW. That was the story in Simon Kurt Angle. That was the, that was literally the story they were telling. Um, and I that kind of gave the rub down to Punk and um. Johnny Nitro and stuff like that as well. So, or Johnny Morrison, Johnny Nitro. Um, yeah, <laughs> Johnny. Wait for a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, well, you know, um, yeah, like those kind of things have been done in the past, and are a kind of cool way to kind of have that kind of link between the two without going the full whole hog, where it's still separate, but some guys can kind of show up. Um, but yeah, I mean, particularly with these pay per views. I'm a big fan of doing two nights anyway, particularly when it's a show this stacked. Also doing a show on a Saturday as well is like a much better idea. The more shows that are on a Saturday, man, I'll be honest with you, the, the better. Um, 100% with you there. I'm, yeah. I'm not actually a huge fan of the two night thing, but right. I'm 100% with you on the Saturday, like with the love of God, particularly coming from Tony Khan, like the yeah. guys from England. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird that he hasn't like, he's like, oh, you know, Finally, WWE make the right decision. He goes back 20 years. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, um, WWE's shown. So one of the reasons that uh, they kept going back to Sundays because AEW initially did Saturday nights. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons that they went back to Sundays was apparently it's just the uh, just the data shows that in the U.S., you get more pay-per-view buys on a Sunday night than a Saturday night. Mm. I mean, I would suspect that that has changed, you know, given that WWE does so many Saturday shows now and, and yeah. they all seem to be doing perfectly fine. Yeah, actually, more than perfectly fine. Royal Rumble was the most successful pay-per-view of all time. So yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's, it's like so it's, the only thing about it is, though, you know they were never going to break that mold. You know, like AEW were never going to break that mold. So, um, you know, by WWE doing it, they might actually change that. You know what they should do as well? Just going to put it out there. Tuesday pay-per-views. Big fan of Taboo Tuesday. Someone needs to do that. Why, are, why is no one doing that? <laughs> do Taboo Tuesday or Cyber Tuesday or something. I mean, if AEW are listening by some, by, by some miracle, do a pay-per-view where you have people voting on social media. That would be amazing. I'd watch it. And I wouldn't care if Cody Rhodes showed up. Actually, I'd be very surprised if he showed up because he's in WWE. But that's how much I would not. I would. I would watch that show. 
But here's the thing. So let's say someone, let's any company decided to do one of those shows. Mm. Would you actually believe it? Like, would you not just assume that it has been gimmicked to the hilt? Well, look, the thing about it is, I mean, no, well, the way WWE do it now, where they have like a, a fan match and it's like a false count anywhere, a hardcore and a street fight. It's like, that's the same match. The <laughs> <laughs> same match. Um, no, I mean, like, the, the, honestly, the way to book that show, if you do it once a year, is legitimately book it. Book book the three outcomes and actually do it properly. Because, um, I mean, why not? Like, it's okay, it's a little bit extra work, but it's going to be one night. Just say, like, Okay, let's say AEW were doing it, right? And, you know, for all intents and purposes, the AEW World Tag Team Championship was, was would be the best match to do it in, right? You have to think, okay, who's it going to be? The good, um, You know, who's going to, you know, win that belt or who's going to defend the belt? Those three teams, you could just pick and go, right, uh, who's going to go defend or what's the match going to be? Cage match, hardcore match, or, you know, some other silly kind of match that's there. What's the difference between the 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 stipulation or the teams? Because you're going to do it anyway. You can still have the guns win anyway, you know? And that's where I'm kind of like, you could do it in that way. Maybe not do it for the whole show, even though, I, you know, it, it still would be fun. But, I mean, but, w, like sorry, WWE could do it definitely to push their app, which I don't understand a company that hasn't happened doesn't push that. You could even look say, oh, the vote one's only for the network subscribers. Again, you know, that's a good way to drive traffic. But AEW, being completely separate, could do it on Twitter. They could like, have polls. And then, yeah, like, man, yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't blame them for gimmicking it, but I'd believe it. So I think one of the issues with that is, so, so it takes in two, two things that scare me. Uh, the first is when you have any kind of shoot element to wrestling, because it just makes me think of the brawl for all. <laughs> brawl for all. <laughs> and the other I mean, that's the, fair. That is really fair, yeah. The yeah. other is when you turn to the internet for suggestions, uh, you know, and you come out with Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> well, see, you see, this is, see, this is why I think having some kind of barrier to entry, like you set up a website or whatever, and it's you're watching this. Okay, right. This way, you set up like in order to vote, you need to have bought the pay per view, right? So, or their app or whatever, you and you go in through the app. But if it's pay per view, it needs a little number, you put the number in, bang, there you go. I mean, you can do it. It's just like for a rest, like WWE doing it, we're so ahead of the time, and now they kind of just don't want to do it. But like AEW are full of smart marks. That's the that's the brand. They're on the internet. They know how to use it. Work. They know how all this stuff works. I don't so, know why uh, they don't. I don't know why you wouldn't want to be part of that show. For for me, it just makes sense. Here's the thing. So, I think for an audience interactive show where the audience gets to decide what the match is, mm. I think the only way you're going to get people compelled in that um, is if one of the options is something ridiculous. Like if one yeah. of the options is something that oh my God, the company would never actually do this. Let's vote for it. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's say you set up uh, Hangman and Wardlow and you go, all right, tonight uh, the audience gets to decide. They're either going to have a, a false count anywhere match or a cage match or 
an electric eel match. And then everyone... I, I'd vote for the electric eel match. Exactly. So, yeah. go, <laughs> so then you, the way you do it is you have the two lads go, look, it's going to be the electric eel match. So there's no work out how to do an electric eel match. But see, the thing about it is, that's fun. And I just, you know, basically, when I was looking at this show, in order to avoid, you know, either kind of, it's all about differentiation. You know, when you're watching, I will have to say the production was quite good. Uh, the, the show overall was very good. I will say, you know, I, I have some criticisms here and there. I think your approach to it is probably a lot more accurate. But when I was watching the whole time, I'm like, how can they differentiate themselves further? Or take advantage of their unique position because when you're watching Impact, you sorry, not Impact. See, see, <laughs> see, it just happens when you're watching AEW. Um, you know you're watching AEW. It's very similar to when you're watching WCW. You knew you were watching WCW. You know what I mean? So you have, just you have PTNASD. <laughs> it's gonna be worse when we're going back and reliving it, man. You know. <laughs> But I am excited for you to watch this stuff. So you're like, oh, that's what happened. That that's what. That's why. Whenever we go back and do TNA, we need to do um, rather than podcast, we need to do a video podcast <laughs> so that the audience can get the get the full effect of your traumatized thousand yard stare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. After we get through the worst of it, and you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. You know, when we watch the Doomsday Chamber blood match, you're going to be like, oh, that's why you're so critical. <laughs> you know? um, which features Test, the Punisher Andrew Martin. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It's wild, man. Um, but yeah, look, as I said, if you guys haven't seen this show yet, um, I would definitely recommend the Texas Death match. The final barrier match, despite how kind of weird it looks, it's still actually very good. Um, the Iron Man match is actually unreal. Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Again, I wanted Samoa Joe to win, but I am glad Wardlow won. That made a lot more sense. Uh, you know, to put him over. Um, the women's match. Cool to see Soraya out there, but overall, um, was what it was. Martin, I'm not going to ask your rating on this because I already know it's like an A triple star plus a oh. million stars. So, hundred <laughs> percent. Am I right? Yeah. I kind of agree with you on the women's match. I, I actually liked it. I thought yeah. it was very good. It was not like the level of, you know, the real heavy hitters in this match. Yeah. But the main thing for me with it was almost relief that Soraya went out and hasn't had a great run so far. Been, you know, been a lot of ring rust in her matches, but she went out in this and had a, a genuinely really good performance. So I was... If nothing else, I was just kind of relieved to to see that and to see that she still has it and that she's kind of maybe shaking off some of that ring rust. Yeah, no, I think it's her best performance genuinely in years. Uh, one of her best performances ever. Like that, that 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 women's division needed someone like Soraya. Um, and, you know, it's kind of good to see that it was very high up in the card as well. Well, actually, midway in the card, and the crowd seemed to love it as well. So hopefully they can build on it and, and kind of go from there as well. Um, have I missed anything? I don't think we missed anything, have we? Well, we, we uh, the tag team match. Um, yes. Again, oh, yes. Four-way for the world titles. I thought it was good. Um, a lot of fun, like like any match with uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And mm. Orange Cassidy and Danhausen is always <laughs> great. Um, and then it ended with 
And I was hugely relieved to see this because normally I don't bother with contract stuff. I think if people get a better deal somewhere, like they should go for it. But I was hugely relieved to see that at the end of this match, FTR came out. So FTR. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Um, but what, what you might find fun, and I know you don't watch the, the weekly AEW, but next week on Dynamite, uh, Orange Cassidy is taking on Jeff Jarrett. Oh, I'll be watching that. The All-Atlantic title. I'll be watching that. And I think, I honest to God think, there's a chance Jarrett might win it. I hope he does. With a guitar shot. Cassidy has done so well with that title. Like he has really made that title, but he's yeah. ready for, he's ready to, to sort of move up the card. Oh, um and Jeff Jarrett with that belt could just he'd be an amazing heel with that belt. Like he walked with I that can't. thing acting like it was it was bigger than the world title. I can't again. I can't wait for you to see his TNA run as the champion. But now, one thing I really did actually kind of enjoy um, the guns. Uh, one of their one of them is actually Billy Gunn's son in real life. I don't know who it is. Uh, oh, sorry, what? Are they not both? Are they both? I thought no. they were both his kids. Oh no, it's just Colton is. Oh yeah. Colton is, Austin isn't. Oh wait, no, he might be. I think they both are. Anyway, I don't know. I did, I'm having a look here on on uh, Wikipedia, oh and it just says yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was kind. Of, I just thought that was kind of yeah. I just thought that was kind of fun because I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, I don't know why he isn't managing the two of them, but maybe. Oh they... yeah, see, because you don't watch the weekly, you've missed the whole story there. Right. They were a kind of a group with the acclaimed ah, and the, okay. <laughs> Billy Gunn went with the acclaimed rather than his own team. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Actually brilliant. The, the whole story with the guns and the acclaimed uh, has been fantastic. Okay, uh, but no, that's pretty fun. Looking forward to FTR beating the living hell out of them <laughs> and, uh, no, and yeah. taking titles. No, FTR are a serious team so it's great to see them back. Um, but yeah, man, I mean that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, again, a little bit different show. We had to do our AEW show because, you know, it, it, it would be, we'd be remiss to talk about it, genuinely. Um, I would strike if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, I mean, I, I'm glad I watched it. it it's just because with, with WWE, it's either going to be very bad or very good. With AEW, it's going to always be very good, but might trigger my uh, TNA PTSD. Um <laughs> DNASD. DNASD. It might just happen. But folks, before we get out of here, uh, you know, go over to nerdsnowmedia.com, the wrestlingrewind.com. We'll take you to a link tree with all of our social media and our Patreon. Martin, tell the good people about our Patreon tiers. Oh, Patreon tiers are fantastic. So after last week's revelation about what is actually said at the start of uh, Xbox's intro video, We've uh, we've set up the the lowest level tier, which is just one euro, one simple Xbox euro, and it's for anyone out there who didn't know that uh, the opening uh, sort of battle cry of Xbox theme is actually make some noise and not Xbox, and I think one euro is uh, 
is a, a humble token to offer to uh, to admit not only that you personally didn't know it, but now you have a lovely little bit of trivia that you can pull out at parties and weddings and, and everyone will be fascinated by it. So one euro is a, a, a very fair price for that. Our second tier uh, is something that, uh, Dara, you've you've uh, crafted yourself, if you want to tell us about the, the Buhili list. <laughs> this is the two euro Buhili list. So uh, you'll get to give us your uh, list of uh, Buhili and yeah. we'll, uh, we'll not only read them out and get through them on the show, but we'll also give our, our kind of takes on them and whether we'd have them in our Buhili stable and... Uh, you never know. We might we might even uh, do a do a an episode revealing our own bookily lists. Someday. And the thing and the thing about it is, it can be from any generation. It can be WCW, ECW, uh, AEW, TNA, WDB. Yeah. Although if you do it Doesn't for matter. if you do it for if you do a TNA bookily list, it's actually three euro because the extra euro goes towards Dara's uh, therapy treatment. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> And the, and the final one we have is uh, the Sunday Night Heat review show. So if you guys are listening to our normal timeline, we have to cover Heat, right? But eventually Heat is going to move away because it's just because... Yeah, it's fantastic so far and it's essential, but eventually it's going to fall into like the doldrums. So we're yeah. like, right, we'll still watch Heat, um, but in order to do that, we're going to put it up on the Patreon first as its own kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so... Here's the thing. We're doing these shows anyway. Um, so if you can uh, spare anything over, that would be great to kind of, uh, you know, give us some kind of motivation to to keep going and, uh, you know, look at more terrible wrestling at certain points, but also look at amazing wrestling, which which we do. And when we start getting to TNA, we'll be pushing this a lot harder because, you know, therapy bills are expensive. <laughs> Can't be doing TNA for free. No, absolutely not. That that probably probably be a tear in and by itself. But guys, yeah, if you want to help us out there, uh, Nerd to Know Media is what this is under because obviously uh, the show's part of Nerd to Know Media. And um, yeah, so we'll be back next week to talk about. Uh, I think it's the last show before WrestleMania fifteen, it's isn't it? The, it's the last or the second. Might be the second last, but it's a yeah. It's it's the it's the final sort of couple of furlongs of uh, Raw and Heat up till WrestleMania 15. Oh man, I cannot wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's funny because we're like nearly matching up with actual WrestleMania now. So it's like, okay. So almost like, uh, almost like we know what we're doing. Absolutely. That's it. But folks, if you, if anything else you want to, um, for us to cover any comments or like that, social media, we're getting better at it. Eventually <laughs> follow us over near to media on Instagram. Like us on Facebook as well. The links are all at TheWrestlingRewind.com. He's been Martin. I've been Dara. We'll see you next week here on The Wrestling Rewind. Bye, guys. See you later. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 